What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to the Old Time Radio Westerns. I'm your host, Andrew Rines, and let's get into this episode. This episode is going to be The Lone Ranger, original air dates May 31st, 1946, and the title is The Silk Neckerchief. Feet of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. With his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, big fellow. Silver. Dan Reed, the 14-year-old nephew of the Lone Ranger, was returning from a visit to friends in Benton. Dan always enjoyed the novelty of a train ride, 
and he sat looking out the window at the ever-changing scenery as the train wound its way among the hills east of Rockville, its destination. The voice of the man in the seat beside him finally attracted Dan's attention. Traveling alone, son? Yes, sir. I got on at Benton. Oh, so did I. Thought maybe you were coming through from the east somewhere. No, sir. I live out here with my friends. They'll meet me in Rockville. I went to Benton for a visit. <laughs> Looks like you did a bit of buying while you were there, too. Oh, guess you mean this little package. It's a neckerchief I bought for one of my friends. It's silk, too. Silk, huh? <laughs> well, you must have been saving your pennies to buy a present like that. <laughs> it didn't cost much, but it did take all the money I had with me. I had just enough left to buy my tickets back to Rockville. Uh, it sure is surprising to meet up with a kid that'll spend his last bit of money on a present for a friend. Instead of buying something for himself. You must think a lot of that friend of yours. I do. Want to see the neckerchief? Well, sure. I'd like to have a look at it, son. Well, unwrap it. There. How do you like it? Well, now. That's what I call the right smart-looking neckerchief, son. Yes, sir, that's mighty fancy. There was only one like it in the store, so I took it. Your friend sure ought to be mighty pleased to... Hey, something must be wrong the way they're stopping so quick. Maybe there's cattle on the tracks. Can't see what's up front from this window. Might as well go have a look to see what's going on. It's a hold-up. He's got us covered to them guns. They're robbing the express car. Yep, there ain't anything we can do about it, son. You can see if the passenger's got anything worth taking. Right. Head over your money, everybody, and no funny business. They ain't satisfied to take the gold shipment from the express car. They gotta rob us, too. Hey, give me that. I'll take that stick pin, too. There'll be a posse on your trail, mister, after we get to Rockville. Shut up. Hey, you don't have to be so rough. How about you, kid? Well, I haven't any money, honest. What's that, a silk neckerchief? Wait a minute, that's for a friend of mine. <laughs> this should look better on me. Come on, Joe, let's get going. Right, nothing worth taking in here. This is an outrage. We'll report it to the sheriff in Rockville. There they go. Here comes the conductor. Calm down, everybody. Calm down. They've gone. We'll move on now to Rockville. Did they get anything, conductor, from the express car, I mean? They sure did, son. Those thieving coyotes just got away with $20,000 in gold. was held up and robbed. Hey, where is the sheriff? I almost got away with $20,000 in gold. We'll have to get a posse. Oh, that's not good, Dan. Come, Scout and Victor right over there. Hello there, Victor. Sure did miss you. Uh, did miss you too, Dan. Steady, boy. We'd better hurry to camp with the news. Uh, get him up, Scout. Get up, Victor. A short time later, Dan and Tonto reined up at the Lone Ranger's camp. Oh, 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 boy. Oh, oh, boy. Oh, oh, boy. Oh, oh, well, Dan, did you enjoy your visit in Benton? 
Yes, sir, I did. Outlaw, hold up train, Dan. Come on, Kimasabi. Outlaws? That right, Dan? Yes. They put logs across the track, and when the train stopped, they robbed an express car of $20,000 in gold. And they robbed the passengers, too. Dan Lou's gift him bring for Lone Ranger. That's right. I was bringing a real silk neckerchief, a white one to you. But the outlaw who came through the coach took it. Well, that's too bad, Dan. Anyhow, I appreciate the thought that prompted you to buy it. Oh, uh, where'd the holdup take place? About ten miles east of Rockville. They were forming a posse in Rockville to go after the outlaws when we left there. I see. Here, Silver. We go look for outlaws, Kimasabi? We'll go look over the ground, Toto. Dan can wait in camp until we return. Right there, big fella. Thank you, Silver. Plenty place in the hill for outlaws to hide. I know. We won't be long, Dan. Come on, Silver. Let's count. Dan waited in camp several hours. Then, becoming restless, he decided to ride Victor into Rockville to see if there were any news of the outlaws. It was late afternoon when he arrived in town. And as he reined up in front of the general store, a short, stocky man approached a horse that stood at the hitch rack. Oh, oh, Victor, oh, boy. Oh. Hey there, kid. There's enough horses hitched to the rack now without having you crowding in. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll go somewhere else. Ah, forget it. I'll be riding right out. Just wanted to tell you so as you won't get the habit of crowding the hitch racks, that's all. Thanks. Someday that stallion of yours is liable to get in a kicking fight if you crowd in too close. Easy, fella. Hey, what are you sitting there staring at? Oh, uh, I was admiring your neckerchief. Well, what about my neckerchief? Why, it, it looks like real silk. So it looks like real silk. What about it? I, I was wondering where I could get one like it, that's all. I haven't seen any like that in Rockville. There ain't any like it in Rockville, kid. A friend of mine give this to me. Don't see many like this one anywhere. I know. Steady, boy. Be seeing it again sometime, kid. Get up. Victor, I just know that's the neckerchief the outlaw took from me on the train. The posse went east to look for them, but that man's riding west. Steady, boy. <laughs> you and I are going to follow him. Maybe he'll lead us to the outlaw's hideout. Come on, Victor. The man wearing white silk neckerchief rode a trail that led into the rocky hills to the southwest of town. Dan, certain that the white neckerchief was the same one the outlaw stole from him, followed the man at a safe distance. It was just about dusk when Dan reached the top of a bluff and looking down, drew rein suddenly and cautiously. Oh, Victor, oh boy. From this point on the trail, Dan could look into a camp directly below. It was situated on a wide ledge about 20 feet down from where Dan was. Dan noticed that the ledge was about 100 feet wide, dropping off on the other side to a creek in a canyon below. Dan dismounted quietly and moved in some bushes at the edge of the bluff in hopes of hearing what was being said in the camp. What's your flag up, Rock, Miss Sheriff and his posse are searching the hills east of the town. They'll be hunting them hills forever. Well, we'll put sign on it since we found a creek clean around the town over to this hideout. And we were smart to figure that out. Getting an earful, kid? What? I didn't hear you come up behind me. You were too busy listening to what they were saying down there. That it? Well, no, you see... Shut I... up. Hey, Hanley, there's a kid up here spying. Bring the little sneak down here, Pete. Right. 
Come on, kid, get moving. You're going down and do some explaining. Oh, but my horse... Get I... going, I'll lead your horse down. You'll sure be sorry you came snooping around Joe Hanley's camp. Mighty sorry. Following a steep and narrow rocky path, Dan, with the outlaw behind him, soon approached the group in the camp. Here he is, Hanley. He was crouched in the bushes up there, listening. This is the stallion he was riding. Good for you, Pete. Hey, that's the same kid who was asking me about this silk neckerchief. He must have followed me out here from Rockville. Yeah, that's the kid I took that neckerchief from on the train. So he trailed you out here, huh? Yeah, smarter than I thought. He's not so smart. Come here, kid. What do you want? Just this. That's for snooping when you have no business. You'll be sorry when my friends catch up with you, you big bully. I know you're Joe Hanley, the outlaw. I've seen handbills. Shut up. What? Now, listen, man, this kid knows too much. That's right, he does. You better not let him get away. Have the posse after us in no time. He ain't getting away, don't worry. The posse doesn't find you. I know the Lone Ranger well. Hey, Hanley. What's that? Did you hear what the kid said? Yeah, yeah, I heard What's said about the Lone Ranger kid? Speak up. I know he's been looking for you, Joe Hanley. He trailed you to this territory. He doesn't know yet that you and your gang robbed that train. But he'll find out when he catches up with you. How do you know so much about the Lone Ranger? Because he's... He's a friend of mine. When I don't go back, he'll search for me. Listen, Hanley. That masked hombre was the reason we had to leave Pecos County. I don't like the idea of him hunting for us here. I know. We can't leave this kid go. He'll get us in trouble. And it's dangerous to keep him with us. Well, what are you going to do with him? I have an idea. Bring him over to the edge of the canyon above the creek. Come on, kid. Let me go. You're hurting my arms. Stop pulling away or I'll bust you. What are you going to do with him, Hanley? You'll soon see. The walls of that canyon are about 15 feet high. The water in the creek's running in a strong current. <laughs> You're getting the idea, Springer. Stop here. Hey, you don't dare throw me into the creek. Oh, don't we? Take that silk neckerchief off, Springer, and tie his feet together. Right. We'll give him a 50-50 chance by leaving his hands free. Yeah, so he can claw at the walls of the canyon. <laughs> Here's the neckerchief. Now, hold him. I got him. You let me go. I'll give you a hand. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> I'll be drowned if you throw me in there. Even without my feet tied, I wouldn't have a chance. Gee, no, ain't that too bad. <laughs> there. Feet are tied. Now, let's lift him and heave him over. Got him. Right. Now, let's swing. So he'll land out in the middle. No, no, please. Right, let's go. One. One. Two. Three. Hey, look at his horse. Hey, look out. He's heading straight to the creek. That stallion jumped right into the creek. Yeah. Kid gets near, he might get away. Gun him. Gun both of them. curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
continue our story. The outlaws immediately began shooting at both Dan and his horse as they struggled in the water. Come on. Think we hit him, Hanley? I'm sure I winged the kid. You're out of sight now around the bend. You won't have a chance. Well, come on. Let's get some grub. I'm hungry. Meantime, the rushing waters of the creek carried Dan and Victor downstream. The valiant white stallion, son of the great horse Silver, struggled to get near Dan. Finally, he was alongside. And Dan, one arm bleeding from a skin-closed bullet, reached up and grasped the pommel of the saddle. Swim, Victor! Swim! We, we've got to make it! Within a short time, the horse and boy were carried to a spot where one wall of the canyon gave way to a rocky beach. Victor struck bottom with his hoofs. Then, dragging the exhausted Dan along with him, the brave horse slowly but surely made his way to shore. Oh, oh Victor, oh, my. We need it, fella. We... We... Darkness had set in when Dan finally opened feverish eyes and lay for a moment staring at the stars. Slowly, realization came to him, and he struggled to rise. Must get to camp. Dan fell back, weak and exhausted from loss of blood in the great struggle with the rushing waters. Then he realized his feet were still tied together. Turning on his side, he pulled his feet upward and managed with slow and painful movements to untie the silk neckerchief that bound them. Oh, oh. if I, if I can only... There. Victor, Victor, if I can... Oh, oh it's no use. I can't get up. Victor, come, come here, boy. Victor bent his head and nuzzled Dan's neck. With an effort, Dan tied the silk neckerchief to the bridle and spoke again. Home, Victor. Go, go home. Get the Lone Ranger. Go, go home. Meantime, having returned to camp, the Lone Ranger and Tonto were preparing supper when Dan's horse, Victor, galloped in and stopped. The Lone Ranger immediately saw the silk neckerchief tied to Victor's bridle and knew its significance. Mounting Silver and Skulk, the masked rider of the plains, and Tonto hurriedly left camp with Victor leading the way. Get him up, Skulk! Lone Silver! Within a short time, they arrived at the rocky beach where Dan lay. Oh, Silver, hold oh, 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 Easy, big fella, easy. The moon's so bright, it's easy to... Look, Tonto. Say... Uh, it's Dan. Him hurt. Dan. 
Dan. I knew you'd come. I knew that to bring you. What happened, Dan? That silk neckerchief. I thought that perhaps... Died my feet. Threw me into the creek in the canyon. To jump in. He saved my life. I'll strike a match. You've been shot. If I get my hands on those dirty killers... It's just skin scratch. Me soon fix it. Thank heavens for that. We get Dan back to Camp Toto. And he can tell us where to find those outlaws. We'll get the sheriff's posse and round them up if it takes every man in Rockville to do it. It's Joe Hanley's gang. Hanley, yeah. I've trailed him a long way. Now I have a personal interest in catching him. Joe Hanley will wish he never laid eyes on you or that silk neckerchief, Dan. You can count on that. At dawn, after the Lone Ranger had received directions from Dan... The masked rider of the plains and his Indian companion met the sheriff and his posse not far from camp. Oh, sir, oh, sir. Oh, sir. Oh, sir. It's a masked man. Maybe he's going to lead us into a trap. Quiet, man, quiet. I'll vouch for the masked man. You can take my word for it, he's working with the law to run down Joe Hanley and his gang of outlaws. Now listen to what he has to say. Men, Joe Hanley and his outlaw gang are a desperate group of killers. I know the exact spot in the hills to the west where they have their camp. It's on a wide ledge in the creek canyon. They can hold us out for a week. They'll have a lookout. They'll spot us. How are we going to get out? Oh, wait, wait. Listen to me. After holding up that train yesterday, Hanley and his gang threw the posse off his trail by following the shallow part of the creek for several miles. When it began to get deep, they took to a side trail until they reached their present hideout on the ledge in that canyon. Quiet. Let the masked man finish. Now, we'll split up into two parties. One group will ride straight to the canyon through the hills. The other group will follow the shallow part of the creek, just as Hanley and his men did. That's probably the way they'll try to escape when they spot the party riding through the hills. Well, what are we waiting for? Yeah, let's get going. Yeah. All right, man, all right. We'll split into two groups. I lead some of you up the creek. The rest of you follow the masked man through the hills. We'll get Joe Hanley and his gang this time or know the reason why. Later in the outlaws' camp... What's the matter, Springer? Hey, Hanley, there's a posse coming along the trail through the hills. Well, I'll be... Round up the men. Get them started up the creek, hey. What are you going to do, Hanley? I'm going to try to hold them back to give the rest of you a chance to get ahead. Now get going. There's a ledge below us where Henry and his men were camping. They've gone. Uh, then go up creek. Meet up with Sheriff. Yes. What are we going to do? Let's get after him. The Sheriff might need our help. We'll follow the men. By the time they meet the Sheriff and his party, we'll have them between two fires. All right, let's get going now. Come now, Sheriff. Come easy. Trail plenty narrow and rocky. Yes, it's steep, too. They could have picked us off one by one if they'd have stayed to fight it out. Sheriff has met Hanley's gang. Come on. I don't want any of them to escape. Come on, Silver. Come on, boy. Come, come. A short distance up the creek, the Lone Ranger, Tonto, and their party of townsmen came upon the scene of a battle between the sheriff's posse and Hanley's gang. Hanley's men had moved to some rocks on the bank of the creek 
And as the two groups of lawmen moved in, they fought desperately. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Can take care of him, Sheriff. Tell me, where's Hanley? I don't know. Don't lie to me. He's among those rocks somewhere. No, he ain't. Hanley was the foulest, but we haven't seen him. Say, I'm betting Hanley left his men in the lurch and lit out. There's no way he could get out of that canyon except to come this way. That is, unless he. You've got things under control here, Sheriff. I'm going to find Hanley. One silver! Lone Ranger urged the fleet-footed stallion along the trail which skirted the canyon and led to the place where he and Tonto had found Dan. Come on, Silver! Within a short time, he reached the rocky beach below the canyon where Dan had managed to reach shore the night before. Oh, Silver, oh, my, oh. Right there, big fella. <laughs> Hastily dismounting, the Lone Ranger moved Silver behind a projecting rock. Then, taking his lariat, he made his way up the big rock and stood waiting. From his vantage point, he could look down into the mouth of the canyon. In a short time, the Lone Ranger saw what he was waiting for. A crude raft was making its way down the creek, carried along by the current in the narrow canyon. There seemed to be nothing but large tree branches on the raft. And the Ranger raised his gun. You can't get away, Hanley. Realizing his plan had been learned, Hanley cast aside the tree branches, and crouching on the raft, he returned the Ranger's fire. The ranger counted six shots. Then, standing in full sight, he whirled his lariat over his head. And as the raft drifted past the rock, he threw the lariat. Whipped out and like a living thing, dropped over Hanley and pulled tight. Hey, let go. I'll get you for this. You'll have your chance, Hanley. Moving along in pace with the raft, the ranger went down to the rocky beach. Then, slowly but surely, pulled the raft into shore. Thought you'd wait a bit, then drift out on your gang, eh, Henley? Take this rope off me. I might have known the last man was mixed up in this raid someplace. There. Now, Henley, you want to settle things with me. I'm going to give you a chance. What do you mean? I'll set my gun belt aside. There. You seem to have lost your gun. Now, come on, Henley. So you want to see what you can do with your fish, huh? All right, I'll take you on. Good. The Lone Ranger and the top Joe Hanley exchanged blow for blow there on the rocky beach where Dan had lain exhausted and hurt. Hanley was a hard man and a tough fighter, but he soon found he had taken on more than he could handle. I'll show you. I'll knock your head off. I'm waiting, Hanley. For another moment, the battle raged between the two men. Then the Lone Ranger put all his effort into two blows to the chin. (laughs) That's for Dan, and this is for good measure. Yes, Toto. Never felt better in my life. Say, is that Hanley? That's Joe Hanley, Sheriff. He's all yours. <laughs> all that's left of him, you mean. <laughs> Good thing you figured out he was making a getaway by himself. I knew since he wasn't with his men, the only other way out of that canyon was by water. The raft seemed logical. I can't figure out why you went to the trouble of licking him with your bare hands. Why'd you do it, stranger? So that he'd remember not to go around stealing silk neckerchiefs, Sheriff. Come on, Toto. We have to be going. Uh-huh. Here, gun belt. Thanks, Kimosabe. Here, Silver. Well, Hanley will tell you where he hid the gold, Sheriff. 
That is, as soon as he wakes up. Steady, big fellow. Ready, fellow. Uh-huh. Be ready. Come on, Silver. Get on, Scout. Well, now, that don't make sense. The silk neckerchief business, I mean. The masked man didn't have one on worth stealing. The silk ne- neckerchief of his'n was sort of the worst for wear. Looks kind of ragged to me. <laughs> but then who's to say just why the Lone Ranger does the things he does? Is he the Lone Ranger? <laughs> yes, he sure is. No wonder Hanley got taken. We've been telling him nobody can cross the Lone Ranger and get away with it. That's one thing you can say again, outlaw. He's a mean man to fight against. I'm glad to have the Lone Ranger helping me instead of again me every time. you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. This has been a presentation of otrwesterns.com, and we hope you enjoyed. Please take some time to like and rate our shows in your favorite podcast application. Follow us on Facebook by going to otrwesterns.com slash Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel by going to otrwesterns.com slash YouTube. And send us an email, podcast at otrwesterns.com. You can call and leave us a voicemail, 707-986-8739. This episode is copyright under the attribution non-commercial share like copyright. For more information, go to otrwesterns.com slash copyright. Have a great day, and thanks for listening.